Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. I'm your host, Trevor, and at this very moment, I want to strangle Jim Butcher. I'm Jay. We're not safe behind a prey wall here. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the FBI comes knocking, I'll tell him the truth. I want to strangle him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole Unabomber vibe, I'm sure you're already <laughs> on the watch list. So, <laughs> What you're talking about? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Jay, and I do not want Jim Butcher to die because I want more books from him. So <laughs> please do not strangle him, Trevor. Okay, I guess I will <laughs> hold off at this moment for a while. But if he does anything to my favorite character again, there might be some problems. Ha! <laughs> Uh, and I'm Josh, and I'm just trying to figure out how to build a random faction assigner so I can give out uh, faction choices to my victims before Saturday rolls around. And why aren't why aren't we just? I, I had assumed I, how many how many factions are there with the? Expansion? Oh, so there's seven. Were you thinking we would just play those? Well, no, 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 no. no. I I think we should be handing out. Multiple shuffle out multiple. Yeah, multiple. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna do. Yeah, I was just thinking I could do that ahead of time. Just, just shuffle them up and deal out. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, you should, in my opinion, you should um, create set numbers out, uh, shuffle up the things and put them in stacks, and then when we come in, we pull a number out of a hat and we sit at our location at the table. Yes, delightful. I mean, you could do I, something more interesting, you know, like um, how many times have you done something or whatever, and that's the number you get. I, I don't know, but you don't have to make it overcomplicated. Here. No, I'm not trying to overcomplicate. I was just trying to decide if I should do it ahead of time or not. Oh, I think you should. Yeah, I think you should have everything set up ready to go. Right. Oh, I will. There's there's going to be a little bit of rules explaining, probably for at least a couple of people, because I think some people have never played 4th edition. Yeah, well... And truthfully, we haven't played it. Truth is, I should be refreshing my own memory for the next three days because we've only (laughs) played it. Didn't we only play it one time? No, we've played it multiple times. We've played it more than that, I think. We played it on a a stream for... Yeah, Yeah, but that wasn't fourth edition, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. was. For real? Yeah, it was. Uh, Scott Ray played with us. We streamed it. Um, So are you telling me the last time we played was the time that I somehow managed to win with the Winu? Yes. (laughs) Yes, because Scott my chaos idiot. maneuver, <laughs> the one time that my dedication to the Lords of Chaos paid off. <laughs> no, we've played it multiple times. In fact, um, the fourth edition, my favorite game of all time, was the one where Jay and I basically crushed Scott in between <laughs> us. <laughs> it's good yeah. that we're he so was... easily entertained. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful, though. Yeah, he like wanted to rage quit, and and honestly, I couldn't really blame him uh, yeah, I mean, it, because he he was dead at that point, basically. Yeah, so. I mean, we we had ruined the game for him; he was out. But we had, I mean, we basically decided together that hey, this is you know this is it's the way it's going to go down. This is the person that is most threatening to the two of us, and we're in a position to take him out, and we could just you know take the scraps and split them amongst us, and that's what we did. <laughs> 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 it was amazing. <laughs> um, okay, well, I do I do actually have some news and announcements for Discount Games Week. I'm very excited. Uh, if you 
we have a post about it on Twitter or on our Discount Games Inc. Facebook page, where if you look at my my personal Twitter bio, um, there is a link for a Discount Games Inc. Discord server. Uh, you can join it and uh, ask any uh, questions you have for me. We're, we're chatting about games. We are, you know, doing all sorts of fun stuff on discord uh, i i do when i initially started using discord i was very skeptical of it and was not a very big fan and i it's evolved to the point where i'm very much a uh, adherent but yeah i'm i'm a death to facebook long live discord <laughs> <laughs> individual at this point <laughs> Jeez, i've never even thought of them as like being in the same well i mean I a lot see of... that when you say that i mean like i'm like okay yeah i mean so for example a lot of people especially fellow gamers etc they're like you know i i hate facebook but i can't give it up because it's what my you know local play group uses to organize or post about events etc we'll just mm-hmm. do a discord channel and flee the cesspit that is facebook and (laughs) i mean a minimum i feel like i should separate you know and if i i'll probably keep facebook but mostly because of family and high school friends but the the part that is gamers you know i should encourage them to go somewhere like like discord you know i mean they're they are there it's just part of the problem with discord is that uh, I don't recognize all the usernames and stuff. Right. Of yeah. And like, I know they're there. Right. Like, the, like the War Machine Discord. I'm in that one, and I know a lot of the friends that I have are there, but I just don't know by username who's who. Yeah. So join join the Discord. Uh, a fun time will be had by all, and uh, it will be. I've I've in, I have enjoyed the um, I guess kind of almost social media aspect of it except in general people are a lot more excellent to each other on in the discord groups than (laughs) than on facebook as well so well yeah especially because it's much easier for (laughs) to curate who you're yeah the curate what you're what you're getting we are a strange strange species uh yes (laughs) i have you uh, have have you I, I i'm assuming well actually you you might have uh trevor since you know this is kind of in your field but have either of you been i guess kind of following the um series on facebook that the wall street journal has has been publishing Mm-mm. is that one that i saw what's you, it about you shared a quote the other day where zuckerberg basically said no you don't, you don't that wasn't from that okay yeah, that was a that was that one was an article about uh, Peter Thiel and like basically what an awful person he is. But <laughs> uh, no, like the so basically, I think they're calling it the Facebook Papers uh, off of the Pentagon Papers. Okay, but it is, and I think it might be free. I'm not sure, but they're. They, there's also been a lot of other people writing articles about summarizing about what's going on. But anyways, um, it's, they're, they're calling it the Facebook papers off of, you know, play off the Pentagon papers where someone leaked out all these government papers and basically a, a, a ton of internal Facebook info was leaked to uh, the Wall Street Journal. Okay. And... So they're doing like this multi-part, you know, investigative story about it. And it's it's stuff like, um, you know, Facebook's uh, internal research showing that, uh, like, just how awful Instagram is for teenage girls. And... Oh, I did hear something about that, yes. And that, like, they don't, they don't know, they, they, they had done a... Uh, you know, some research about when, when they were thinking about like getting rid of likes on Instagram, you know, a few years ago, it was kind of in hopes that it was going to deal with, with kind of this problem. And, and, but then they did more research and it's like, Oh, we, we actually just don't have a way to 
fix this problem that we know of. <laughs> or another example was, you know, most of the pl money that Facebook spends on policing stuff is spent for stuff that's done in America, but a lot of the growth is uh -oh. happening in developing countries. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for example, there are, uh, you know, Mexican drug cartels that are using Facebook to recruit hitmen. And it, you know, has videos of, you know, people executing other people or like bags of heads or just like, Jeez. just insane stuff that, you know, that Facebook isn't doing anything about because they're not dedicating resources to because, you know, et cetera. So just tons of expose stuff like that. That is, it, it just like, I, I understand that, uh, anytime you have a product that's that bigger is of that nature, that it's going to have unexpected consequences. But another theme behind all of these is basically anytime there is, you know, anytime Mark Zuckerberg is presented with, here is a negative thing that our product is doing. Do we want to do something about it or try to improve it? And if the solution is either going to slow down the growth of Facebook or, you know, impact the profitability of Facebook, then, you know, that's the a hard no. Yeah, that's that's a hard no on this one. <laughs> so, I mean, I realize that these are big problems and that these are um, very public problems because of the nature of social media. But, I mean, that's sort of what I would expect from lots of companies. You know what I mean? Like, mm. will this can can we we can spend money on this or we can continue growth? Right. Well, let's ignore it and continue growth. Yeah. There's, yes. There's. I mean, certainly there are many, many companies that that is the case. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they probably look at it as, you know, they don't necessarily look at it as being their fault. You know what I mean? Sure. When maybe well, they, and they also, be. you know, they are very deep in the Kool-Aid of, you know, connecting everyone is going to, you know. Just going to fix everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, when, if anything... <laughs> Connecting humanity just makes us all that much worse. But <laughs> yeah. Anyways, check out the Discount Games Inc. Discord. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest tangent ever. That was a great way to wrangle it back into some sense of reason, Jay. Oh, my lands. <laughs> all right. So for my next topic, uh, it's been about a week at this point, a week ago. Atomic Mass Games, and I, I think they they did a, I think it was a three-day, they called it their mini-stravaganza, where basically they, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they did streaming on Twitch, where they were doing seminars, they were, you know, talking about things that are upcoming with their games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Okay. And I, I think that part of the reason why they did it at this time frame is that it... You know, if they had gone to Gen Con, they likely would have done a lot of these seminars at Gen Con, but uh, they they didn't go to Gen Con, and so they they decided to do a you know a streaming thing to to reach people, and they they did you know a, a fair bit of announcements that were were pretty exciting. I I didn't pay as much attention to the Star Wars stuff because I'm I don't play the Star Wars stuff, but um, I know they previewed some pretty big changes with with X-Wing that, you know, some people were excited about, some people not as much. One thing with X-Wing that I was, I thought sounded really cool is that they were going to come out with a uh, campaign system where you could do some campaign play with, with X-Wing. Um, so there is a, um, I don't know if it ever got updated to the second edition, but in first edition, there was a fan-made campaign for mm. x-wing that um included ai for the enemy ships and you would play through it as a group against ai ships and the amount of 
um, high quality materials that he put together for it and that you would take to and get printed off at a local printer was just off the charts. It was fantastic. It was super well done. And um, I, I never got to play it, but from what I heard, it was a, a lot of the community that absolutely loved it. I knew it. In my opinion, it's the sort of thing that um, that they need to be doing for that product. Where you know one of the one of the issues with it is that um, most most of the people bought the ships that they think look cool, and they kind of have their X-wing collection, and it's you know they don't really feel a need to grow it much more, but doing some things where it gives people to play the game more or, you know, et cetera. It's, I, I understand that as their, their job as game developers is to give people more reasons to want to buy more product. Yeah. And they uh, put all their eggs, at least in in the first edition, it felt like they put all their eggs in the competitive bracket and yeah, the concept sounds amazing of the campaign. Like you're talking about. Um, I mean, we, uh, so one of, um, our friends, uh, printed off all the stuff and we were going to do it and, uh, it just never, it never happened because it's a, you know, it's a fairly big time commitment and he's, you guys know him, he works all summer long and then, and then claims to play games during the winter. Works in quotation marks. Yeah. And the truth is, is that that's not, <laughs> that's, I hope he's listening because I'm calling him out right now. That is not <laughs> <what happens. laughs> I happen to know for a fact that uh, back before you sold your soul to World of Tanks, you did a, a video game campaign with him one winter. And, and we never finished. So <laughs> I'm just going to throw him under the bus that he's the biggest reason why those <laughs> things <laughs> don't happen. <laughs> anyway, um, we got close, and I was super excited for it because it's it is a really neat idea, and it yeah. is the type of thing that that you would love to get together with friends and play X Wing in a campaign where you have they there was there was rules for your pilot and everything of how you you'd spend your XP and I mean it is it is the thing that I loved about Necromunda, but it was built into X Wing, um, and like I that is it's music to my ears. It's exactly what I want. In fact, if, right. if their, if their campaign system is sort of resembles that and it works like that, um, you know, I will be quick to look at buying in, although I'm sure the cost <laughs> is significant <laughs> at this point. Jay, listen, I just got a million dollar idea for us. Uh, world of tanks, the minis game. It's already done. It already Gale, Gale, Gale force nine already has it. Dang yeah. it. How come Trevor's not, blowing all his money on that right now because it's awful <laughs> did i say that loud but trevor because it has daily time. quests <laughs> no it doesn't nice try though. my version will <laughs> another thing that they they announced with uh um x-wing that will sell well just because you know people love this show but the razor crest is is going to uh, make it into X-Wing. And yes, so, please. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that, that buy that model just because they want to have a mini of the Razor Quest, which, you know, is is great. That's smart. It's an yeah, admirable I desire. Want yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, but the part that, that I uh, did pay a little bit more attention to and and that I'm I'm excited for is, so I've, I've been playing... A pretty good amount of uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol lately. There was one week, you know, two or three weeks ago, where I probably got in four or five games in in that week. Um, and to kind of cap out the mini extravaganza, they talked a little bit about some of their plans with the game, and they're they're doing they're you know, at this point, they're um, they've basically hit the two-year mark on on the game, or maybe three. I'm pretty sure it's two, though. Um, I'm pretty sure they had launch, and then they did X Men. Maybe I can't remember if X Men was the the anniversary or the two-year anniversary. Um, 
anyways, it's they're coming up on an anniversary and not too far <laughs> in, but they are they didn't announce that they're going to do a rules update and a few tweaks on things. And I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um, an example of some of the things that they're doing is, um, and the, this rules update is going to be um, available before the end of the year. And so, an example of some of the things that they're updating: um, you, instead of having eight team tactics cards, it's, you're going to update to ten team tactics cards uh, for you to build from. Um, when you are selecting scenarios at the start of the game. Um, instead of previously, you would shuffle up your scenarios, take one out randomly, and then pick from your other two. Now you're just going to pick one randomly, and that's the the one that you'll have as your half. Um, Infinity out, gems out of, out of three still. Out there. of three still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Is that just uh, in, intended to speed it up, or? No, it's. Um, I mean, one of the things that. Um, had kind of evolved with the gameplay was that people would have rosters that were kind of geared towards really strong turn one plays. A lot of times a little bit wombo combo-ish. And and a lot of times it would be a roster that was geared towards this certain scenario. And it had so it would make it so that people were um, the game was a lot of, a lot of important things would happen on turn one towards deciding the game. And um, this, and one of the, one of the common complaints that people have with any game, like if you go to game night and, or magic Friday night magic, and it's constructed and there's three, net lists that people are playing um people don't have fun with that and so this is going to um i think add a little bit more variety to what's getting played although honestly there there has been a, a lot of really good variety in my opinion in in what people have been playing uh, in general whatever the newest releases has been uh, the most popular thing, and, and not because of a power group thing, but because of it's you know what people are excited to play because it's the new shiny toy. Um, but you know, I, I think it's going to encourage people to have instead of having like this set plan of what I'm going to do going into play, uh, hopefully being a little bit more reactive with with what they're they're doing, etc. So um, we'll see. I'm I'm excited for it i i do think that it, it'll end up being a, a positive step for the game um another th another thing that they're doing on top of it though that is um as exciting or, or more exciting for me than uh some of the rule tweaks is that they are releasing the cards in foreign languages and so they decided when they were doing that that they were going to reformat the cards to make them a little bit easier to print in foreign languages. And then they decided, well, you know, we we kind of developed like these 40, 50, 60 characters that were in place before, you know, they kind of went out into the wild and before we had an idea what um, what they were going to be like. And so there's there's a few characters that are going to get some minor tweaks and they're going to be available for free as a uh, pdf that you can download and print uh, before the end of the year or next year you can you can buy a card pack that's going to uh, it'll it'll have the new format on the the cards and and they'll be updated um, and that's something that I'm I'm quite excited about. Most of the the changes that they previewed are are fairly minor um, tweaks, but things that I think will make things a lot more in line, a lot more balanced. Um, you know, one of the things that was um, a little bit unfortunate with it with the game was that you know the the very first two expansions were Modok and Hulk. Mm -hmm. 
and Hulk was one of the weakest releases that they have made for the game. And Modoc was one of the strongest. And and that's going to happen with with any you know yeah. There's game always going to be early development. Sure. Yeah, early no, development or or any game that doesn't have perfect balance. If you're not playing chess or go whatever, there's always going to be something that's best, something that's worst. Um, but the the part part Clean of what's okay, un- nerfer. Yeah, I mean, a part <laughs> of part of what's unfortunate with it though is that you know there's a lot of people for whom like the Hulk is their favorite character and they want to be able to play the Hulk and not feel like they're playing the worst character in the game. Um, and so, you know, they've, they previewed changes for, you know, what they're changing with Hulk and what they're changing with MODOK and MODOK's still going to be a very viable character. He's, he's not, he's no longer, uh, I'm assuming going to be the strongest character in the game. Um, and there's a lot of this now where the Hulk is going to be, you know, an exciting option to play. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited for the, the updates they're doing. Um, it feels like, you know, one of the, one of the things that I, I said to a friend was that, you know, it feels to me like the, the best minis game is, is just getting better and, if there's any people like like Trevor who it's been a while since they've played, it's the perfect time <laughs> to come back and and uh, get some games, get some play in. So, are they are they making any adjustments to the core rules, or is it just going to be to the some of the characters they feel like? Yeah, I mean some of the some of the things that I said earlier, like the way that scenarios are selected or uh, having. 10 cards in your action cards in your roster or mm-hmm. the way There's that some of in, those changes they're making. Yeah. Infinity stones, not counting as a roster slot. Those are all core changes that, that are happening. Well, I just didn't, I mean, those sound almost like they're fairly minor. Yeah. I was wondering if there was any like in, in gameplay. Yeah. In, you know, like the movement or line of sight or anything like that. I mean, those line, are ones I'm saying that need to be changed. Right. To my knowledge, things. none of those, None of those are happening. I mean, it sounds was... to me like they really what they need is a tweak that's like a QR code or something on the cards that once Trevor scans it, it erases his World of Tanks account. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, then he yes, would yes. play. Yes. Um, the only change that would maybe be in there, I I, I haven't heard a preview of this, um, but it's, it's one that... Um, I think was an oversight when they wrote the rules for the game and then the rules is written. This is the way it works. And they're like, Oh, well, I guess let's, let's go with this. (laughs) But like when you are securing an objective, uh, like let's say that I have one healthy character securing and, and Trevor has one healthy character securing and I have one injured character securing and Trevor has zero. The way the rules are written right now, uh, you check the healthy characters and then you stop there if if there's healthy characters and if it's tied um the way that most people intuitively think it would work is that you would then go on and check to see injured characters and if someone has more injured characters then they would secure it um so there's there's a possibility that that might get changed they might have thought that that was too big of an update for for this rules update i don't know but my guess is that if they were going to do like a core in-game rule update that would probably be the one that would be looked at hmm. so it's i'm i i have seen uh, an increase in in cells in uh crisis protocol it's it's one that if it seems like the game has been growing um it's i've i've been having a lot of fun playing it um and if if it's one that any of you guys have been interested in you should uh check it out and i I think it's a great time to do so one of the nice things with it is that um it the game does lend itself well to if you're wanting to just kind of dabble in the game or get started in the game um looking at what affiliations you think look cool or which ones you like in the movies or etc it um you can definitely 
dive into the game without feeling like you have to buy every everything that you're is available. So Yeah. I'm a completionist Jay. I've got to own everything. Yeah, that's and fair. I'm well way behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just sell one of your kidneys. You don't need it anyway. <laughs> I'll sell my shoulders. I don't need them and they're not working correctly. Yeah, there you go. But I'm I'm excited to uh to play that with you soon, Trevor. <laughs> Jay, what is your current build that you're bringing to the table? Um, right now, the um, the affiliation that I've been playing the most is probably um, Brotherhood of Mutants, um, just because I've Magneto's always been one of my favorite characters, and he's also uh, quite fun in game, and so that's that's been nice. Um, I just got the some models back from Mark Harrison, my painter. And so I have some new uh, web warriors models and, and I finally have all of my spider foes uh, models available. And so they're probably the, the two factions that I'll be playing uh, the most in the next little bit. Um, so next topic that I was going to, um, I guess, go over is you know, Brian and I recently did our, uh, I guess anniversary trip to Disneyland. Um, and I thought it might be interesting to talk a little bit about, uh, this is our first time back to Disneyland since the pandemic. And I thought it might be interesting to talk a little bit about the difference in the experience, uh, post pandemic versus pre pandemic. Um, Magic Kingdom, the apocalypse edition. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the first big differences is that Disneyland now has a reservation system. Uh, previously, the way that it worked was you you would buy a ticket and show up at the park and, you know, go into the park. <laughs> and if there were, there were, there would be some days like say, you know, maybe, thanksgiving or christmas or new year's eve or whatever where there is a park capacity that we don't really know what that number is but uh you know there's a certain point where they're like okay we we can't let any more people into the park and so you could theoretically show up and them not let you into the park because the park's full until some people got out um if you had a dining reservation, I think they would generally let you in, but that was, that was the old system. So the new system, you buy your ticket and then you, you also have to go on their website and say, okay, I'm going to go to the park on, you know, on this day. And if you have a ticket, but you don't have a park reservation, you, you can't go into the park. So that's, that's a pretty big change. Obviously they, within the last month, they, for a long time, they didn't have their annual passes restarted. They, they have, um, do have their annual passes again and they have different tiers with them and different blackout dates, et cetera. Um, but again, uh, Brian and I have annual passes again and, and we have to, you know, schedule our, uh, which which days we're going to actually be going. So that's that's one big change. Another change that they have is that um, you know previously you you had um, fast passes and you could either do kind of like the old analog system where you would go print out a ticket and it would tell you a return time, or you could pay an upgrade and use the app to do max pass to get a you know, basically a digital return time um, or, and, and that was, that was something that was included for free with, um, with the annual passes that we had. Um, it's a little bit different now. It's so currently there's no fast passes at Disneyland. Um, everything is standby. Um, they've announced that sometime in the fall, they're going to be launching a new 
uh, a new app called the Disney Genie. And their intention with it is there's there's a lot of times if 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 this is your first time going to a Disney park or if you don't have friends telling you about different things you want to do, et cetera, it's it's really easy to feel overwhelmed or not know what to do, et cetera. And so especially if you're going to world. Yeah. For the record. Yeah, yeah. And so their intention with the app is it's going to help with your planning. It's also going to give you um, suggestions on what to do while you're in the park. You're like you, you may have some free time and it could s- suggest like, Oh, like, you know, this ride right now has kind of a low wait time. You, you might want to consider going to that ride. Um, but as of now that that app isn't live yet, but it will also be the method that, um, that they're going to re-implement um, fast passes, or they're calling it lightning lanes now because everything nice. has, to have a, has to have a new name. But it, yeah, they yeah. did keep alliteration. <laughs> um, and one of the one of the things that they um, are kind of changed with it, or changing with it, is that you know one of the one of the things that almost all economists <laughs> agreed with was that Disney wasn't charging as much as they probably should have on their annual passes and that they were leaving money on the table essentially. And with the pandemic, it kind of gave them a chance to reset the way that they were doing their program. And the way that they've decided to approach things is is essentially it feels to me like they're keeping their ticket price about the same or and the annual pass is, is basically the same but you're getting a little bit less for what you're paying for and then you're going to have to do add-ons to get various things and so um you know we we don't have the ability to get lightning lane reservations for free with our annual pass anymore. It's something that we have to buy each day. And in Disneyland, it's, it's $20 a day per person. If you are going to get the, um, I think there's still a free version of it that you can do with the tickets. I'm not sure. Um, but if you want like the scheduling it through apps, then uh, you're going to have to pay the extra fee to, to get the Disney, the genie plus is what they're calling it. And it's Mm. 20 bucks, 20 bucks in Disneyland, 15 bucks in a day in Disney world. Um, then on top of that, there's going to be some rides like rise of the resistance where those are kind of all the cart rides that you you just pay a fee if you want to do the lightning lane on that one. And so otherwise you stand in stand in the standby. And so, you know, there's obviously no one likes to pay additional money for anything, but one, (laughs) one, one potential bright side with, with this is that there were, I think a fair number of people who they would do a trip to Disneyland and the main reason that they wanted to go to Disneyland was to get to ride the Rise of the Resistance ride. And it is a, a very impressive ride. It's it's very cool. But, you know, you the the way that they were handling it was, you know, you you get on the app at 7 a.m. and you click the button furiously in the app trying to, <laughs> you know, join the boarding party, get in the queue. And literally within a second or two, all the boarding parties will be full. It made, it gave me that Vegas feeling when we did it. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, and so you could potentially, you know, have done this. Sorry, I just have to ask, is is there a way to transfer? I mean, are the scalpers buying these and then handing? No. No. There's just that much demand in the park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want I want some moments to have a Disney rant when we're done with all of this. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you 
there's a lot of people who, you know, they they want to do they're going to the park to do this ride. And if you don't click fast enough or you glitch out or, you know, whatever, you could it's very easy to feel like, oh, well, this whole trip, the, the purpose of why I'm doing it is is not going to happen. And, and it feels kind of wasted. And so with this method, you know, you you go to the park, you pay an eight or ten or twelve dollar upcharge, and then you get a lightning lane pass to be able to to be able to ride the ride. Uh, you you still could do standby if you want to, but you know honestly, I'm guessing that you know, they they haven't had standby on this ride, but the only similar thing that I can think of for um, a comparable is that I've, I've been, I've had times in Christmas time where I've, I've been to Disney world in animal kingdom and you know, there's the Pandora flight of passage, ride That's super popular. Um, the standby time for that wasn't uncommon for it to be at like 300 minutes, which Jeez. there's like, it, it's kind of blows my mind that anyone would, you know, pay, all the money to travel to Disneyland, buy a ticket to go in and then spend all that money to stand in line for five hours. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, you know, I I guess we'll see, but that's, for Brian, he's like, you know what, I don't like the boarding party stuff. I'd rather just, spend the money to it, when I want to go on the ride, I'll, you know, pay the upcharge or whatever, but you know, we're also, you know, two, you know, dual income, no kids, uh, as opposed to, you know, if you are bringing your family of, you know, five, six, whatever quadrillion. Yeah. And then you have the upcharge. Okay. Every day we're going to get the Disney plus. And then, you know, if we want to ride the rise of resistance, we're all going to pay 10 bucks for this ride, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It definitely can start adding up, which is unfortunate. It sucks, obviously, uh, which might be a great segue, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> into your Disney it's, almost, it's almost like you've read my mind. So, <laughs> My wife and I have been trying to save up for a Disneyland trip uh, for several years at this point. And every time we get, I won't, I don't want to say close because the truth is we've never even gotten close, but something happens, you know, whether it's the car breaks down or et cetera, et cetera. And, and to be fair, I am not a good saver. My wife is decent, but I am not. So, but, but regardless, we, we're a single income family that I have three kids we've been trying to do this for forever. And I thought that that last year was probably going to happen and then COVID stopped that. And so we kind of pushed it off one year and, um, you know, I had a fairly sizable chunk, um, you know, about $3,000 that was saved up for this trip. And, um, we had several issues or whatever, uh, come up and I was just frustrated. And so I said, you know what, and we, this was a couple of weeks ago when we were kind of at the deadline of whether or not we needed to make a decision as to whether or not we're going. And, and in my frustration, um, I, I was looking at tickets just to get in the gate. Yeah. And just to get in the gate for the five of us for three days was like $1,800. Yeah. yeah. Just to get in the gate. And, and depending on whether you get, you know, single park or park hopper passes or whatever. Right. Yep. Um, but I mean, the difference between the two of them is not a ton. You know, you're adding um, it's like twenty dollars a day or something, thirty dollars a day yeah, to get yeah. the park hopper or whatever. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't doesn't matter. Regardless, you're you know you're talking sixteen hundred dollars or eighteen hundred dollars for uh, it was like three days. You know, and I'm like, that doesn't even feel like you know we're going to get to see as much as we want. This is kind of a once a lifetime thing. And I was just, I was frustrated. So in, in my anger, I said something about, uh, we, we, sorry, but I'm, I'm skipping one part of the story in that we, I said, you know, I'm not even sure the kids are wanting to do this. And, and so we asked all three of the kids and all three of them said, no, they didn't want to go. Oh, 
Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I was just, it caught me off guard because I thought my daughter would at least be like, yeah, I want to go. But they're like, no. And then, I, and then did they say why they didn't want to? They just said they didn't have any interest. The funny thing is, Dad, all... we find Disney's pricing practices. Too. No, they didn't, have, they didn't have any clue. That's where it came in because I'm like, you know, we could buy. Uh, we were talking about the TV, which is giving us some trouble. Sure, yeah. And, and we have a, a 50 inch TV in the living room and then a 65 inch TV downstairs. And I said, you know, for that kind of money, we could buy one hell of a TV that would go. Oh yeah, yeah. In the living room, and immediately unanimous all three children wanted the biggest possible tv we could fit on, on our stand in the living room and i'm like i'm like i i guess i deserve this you know this is the this is Reap the family sown yeah this is the family that i've built i mean i i've sown these oats deeply in the soil <laughs> i've watered them carefully and i've you know this is what i've asked for and i'm now i'm getting that but it, it my frustration was as I was looking at it, and I'm like, you know, most of our money is going to be eaten up between getting there and getting back, yeah, and getting in, and that. Well, I haven't even talked about the food or food, hotel, hotel. wherever it is. Yeah, know, cetera, and, then, and, and when you start adding it all up for five people, it gets really expensive, yeah. really fast. And I'm like, I just don't know how we're ever going to afford this. And so anyway, I'm just. You know, it's funny to me that you're talking about how, you know, investors are like, well, you should be charging more for this. And I'm thinking this is already the land of the rich. Yeah. You know, it is that you people don't go there. My, well, I was about my aunt and my uncle who have five kids and who had really good jobs, but they were really frugal and they never took their kids any place like that. You know, and they could have afforded it, but they just that, that sort of expenditure would never be something they would be willing to do. In in particular, though, the ones that. Uh, the economists or investors or, you know, et cetera, the f thought was particularly Disney was maybe making a bad choice with were particularly like kind of the, um, the rich, the really rich people. The ones no, the, the, the California resident annual oh, passes sure. yeah. were, were fairly oh. cheap and there was a lot of people. It, it made the, parks really crowded so that made the park experience worse for people and they weren't spending as much money in the parks as like you the person traveling to disneyland you are uh -huh. their ideal customer that they they want to have as many of you as they can in the park. yeah i mean the truth that, is, that, is if that, we that actually... customer's more likely to be like we got to spend this money because this is the only yeah. time we're coming yeah this, in is, this is yeah this is the once Correct. once per lifetime event and i'm not I, I'm not going to, uh, you know, dicker with my child over the bunny, you know, the the Mickey ears because Trevor's FOMO would be dialed up to beyond World of Tanks levels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have friends who live in Anaheim, who they were going there, you know, three, four, five times a week. Holy cow! And like they would just like wander in, maybe have a grab a little bite to eat or whatever right i mean it's like yeah or, or it's gold. like you're saying a totally different experience than what correct. disney probably ideally wants right correct yes yeah mm -hmm. so i mean honestly if they want to get rid of that part of it they should almost do away with the seasonal passes yeah i mean that well that's that's a big part of why like the the park reservation system like when or if this effing pandemic ever ends <laughs> mm -hmm. uh like the park reservations are here to stay. That's that's not going away. Yeah, so. I mean that honestly, that was also part of my kids' you know factor is that like they don't want to go on this big trip to Disneyland and spend the entire time. Well, not the entire time, but a large portion of the time in masks. Right. And I can I can appreciate that. I it's not exactly the funnest thing in the world. Yeah. You know, and and so yeah, they're they're, they're looking at we can you know, spend three days in a park fighting crowds and standing right. in line and spending ridiculous amounts of money on something that is uh, creating memories. That's my, that's my interjection there. Um, and they're not thinking of that, but, right. you know, or they could get a, you know, 85 inch TV that goes in the living room and they, they play Xbox on, on a daily basis for the next right. Uh, right. 10 yeah. years of their lives. And right. for them, that's a no brainer. And the more I talk about it, it's becoming a no brainer to me as well. 
<laughs> but yeah. I mean, we're not going to do that. We actually end up spending the money on things that that on your shoulders. <laughs> well, that not just that. <laughs> other, we have other expenses as well. But the, the problem being is, at the end of the day, I looked at it and I said, you know what? <sighs> There's just other things that are more important right now. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, we're not a poor single income family. We're at the point where the average U.S. income, we're probably above with a single income. Sure. Sort of for a household, but it's still like going to Disneyland is such a luxury that we yeah. just can't figure out how to make it happen. Well, I guess uh, to to round things out, I'll do a few quick uh notes as well with the park um right now the way that disneyland is handling things is that you're supposed to like solemnly pinky swear that you are vaccinated yes before going to the park but there's no verification so sure. cool <laughs> um they are so if you are outside um you don't you're not expected you don't have to wear a mask um, anytime you go inside, um, it is required to have a mask and, um, they, I mean, there's cast members all over the place in Disneyland and, and they will like ask, tell you that, you know, you know, if you don't have your mask on that you have to put it on when you're inside. So magically though, right. They tell you magically. Uh, yeah, they are, um, they do handle it diplomatically in general. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. So the oh, funny thing is, is you were, I mean, you're talking multiple times you've talked about Star Wars and the truth yeah. is, is that the thing that interests my kids the most is the Star Wars part of it, you know. That's because um, that is the most amazing part these days. Yeah. The, the they, funny thing they is. They did a really good job with it. it it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. I, yeah. I almost had my daughter convinced when I told her she could build her own lightsaber, you know, I kind of left off the part. Well, it's probably too much for us to actually afford it. Ah. But, you know, I was, I was laying it out there trying to figure out how do I get my, the, the child that I thought was going to be on my side, you know, wanting to go is like the most, one of the most vocal against it at this point. Trevor, you just need to freaking enjoy the harvest of what you've sown. <laughs> Cause I reap the other way. I mean, I don't, I never, I never reaped as deliberately. I, I never sowed as deliberately as you have. I don't think I'm sort of like, I raised my family the way I take care of a garden. You know, I look <laughs> at it. Haphazardly. You let it run months. wild. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> Holy cow, what happened in here? You know, so that's why I own a boat. Uh, to, to be fair, Josh, my wife is on board with everything that I'm doing. I mean, she's as much a geek as anybody else in the house. Yeah, right. With so so it's it's easier for me to sew because it happens mm -hmm. even when I'm not in the room. <laughs> um, uh, the, other, the other thing I'll say is that um, so this summer – the Marvel Land opened in California Adventure. Um, it they yeah. tore down the Bugs yeah, Life area, or whatever it's called, right? Yeah, and the Avengers Campus is open. Um, it's going to have two rides. The second ride isn't finished yet. It's going to be like the Quinjet ride. the The first ride, I I did ride. It's a um, a Spider Man web slinger ride. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, it's so it's 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 really I'm surprised cool. they made that happen you you make gestures with your hand and a web shoots out of it on the screen in front of you and so it's it's kind of like it's a shooter based on you you slinging webs at at the you know what your the environment you're seeing in front of you is it a personalized ride with for i guess i don't understand how that happens is it so there's you are riding in basically a carriage the four or five people can sit in the row on the carriage and the carriage will move to like a, a screen and you'll play through that scene on that screen mm -hmm. all of you shooting at the same like me you'll see me shooting and what i hit and i'll see the other people in the carriage mm -hmm. doing the same thing um but it was i knit for people who have been to Disneyland, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Midway Mania, which is okay. a, toy, a Toy that's Story what, ride. That's what it felt like you were describing. Yeah. Which, 
in 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 the Toy Story right, it's it's kind of a you're you're playing carnival games where you have a a kind of a, a toy gun on your character that you're pulling the string to make it shoot, and then you're shooting it like you know hitting plates or balloons or you know etc. Um, so in this one, instead of the gun that you're shooting, it's it's basically you're kind of uh, you're you're doing your hand gestures to shoot and. Uh, there's there's there there is kind of a storyline behind what's going on, and so um, that's involved with it as well. It does have a <laughs> uh, you 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 can have like the true FOMO and <laughs> purchase accessories that give you in-game abilities when you ride the ride. Like you'll shoot different webs. Shut or, up, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, you know, like I admire evil. That's yeah, the like <laughs> nothing but mad respect for this blatant cash grab. <laughs> yes, yeah, like I'm just always amazed at their ability to do it. You know, like was the Facebook rant. That was another episode, wasn't it? But like oh, it started this one. It's like, we've just been talking about oh, <laughs> OK, well, whatever. My point is, is like. I'm like, oh, I really wish that wasn't that way, but man, that's amazing that they can come up with, you know, one more way to milk the cow, baby. <laughs> yeah. So if if you are, uh, you know, considering a trip to Disneyland and you you're interested in Marvel, it might be, and and you're not going to be able to go very often. It might be worth waiting for the second ride to open. I don't think there's even like a a timeline on when that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, think, it I was, think I missed my, my magic window. I think my daughter's too old now. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was cool. Another part that's cool about um, the Marvel land or par- portion of the park, the Avengers campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I got to see there's, there's a, there, they have uh, a Spider-Man, live entertainment part where he's like doing various things. And then there's like, a he, he like goes inside the building and a Spider-Man robot does like this, this really tall flip around. That's, that's kind of cool. There's, there was another uh, live entertainment that was like the black widow beating up some people up on, on top of the Avengers campus. Um, but Disneyland is going to have, um, it has the Avengers campus. Disney world isn't going to have anything like that because of licensing issues with universal studios next door. They have like a a whole ride that has said that they can't have another Marvel ride within a physical distance of it. And so they're not going to have that in Disney world. Um, They are going to have like a, you know, Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum in Disneyland Paris and something else in Hong Kong, et cetera. But mm. yeah, that's cool. Anyways, cool, but cool. Yes. That's, <laughs> that is, I guess, kind of the changes that, that's gone on since the post pandemic times. I, I did share a story on, on Twitter that was kind of funny. We were, we were in the elevator at the hotel, which, is inside so you're expected to wear masks in the public areas uh we're in the elevator going down the door opens and there's this old couple that's getting ready to come on and brian just looks at him and says nope you're you're not getting on this elevator without a mask and they kind of give him his this shock look and like okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that felt good honestly yeah, I mean, it was a very Brian <laughs> interaction. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, let us know what you guys think of Facebook or Marvel Crisis <laughs> Protocol or Disney's evil, diabolical <laughs> ways on social media or Discord or wherever.